Tracking the Trends in Religiosity in Modern American Life. Uh, one reason why I don't like the term nuns is that it could imply that these are people who have, quote, none, as in no religious beliefs, totally secular. And that's clearly not the case. Really, to find people who have no beliefs about the supernatural is quite rare, actually, in the world. And people who don't have any religion aren't necessarily without religious beliefs and practices. From Religion News Service, this is Beliefs. I'm Bill Baker. By all accounts, the trends are clear. Religion is in decline in modern American society. The rise in the number of people who declare themselves as unaffiliated to a religious community is a trend that is reinforced with every passing poll. Here to discuss the length and the breadth of belief in America is Alan Cooperman, Director of Religion Research at Pew Research Center. Alan recently appeared at a symposium at Fordham University's Center on Religion and Culture. He met with me before that event to discuss his research. Alan, thank you very much uh, for being with us today. Alan, is America still one of the most religious countries in the world? One of the most religious in the world, maybe not uh, un remarkably religious uh, for its level of economic development. So by comparison with other advanced industrial countries, the United States remains still very religious. You know, when I came to the Pew Research Center 10 years ago, uh, it, the the there were two big questions in the sociology of religion uh, that that uh, that piqued my interest at the time. W one was uh, whether the United States was in essentially a period of religious stability or a period of religious decline. If you looked at the numbers back then, you could really kind of argue it either way. And uh, there were people, I, I was not the only one, many people looking at these numbers all around the country. And, and I think most people saw a lot of stability in the picture. So if you looked back then at the share of Americans who said they attended religious services on a regular basis, say once a month or even weekly, those numbers were pretty stable. And the share who said religion was very important in their lives are pretty stable. Now the share who identified with major religious groups had already started to tick down. Even 10 years ago, it, it was starting to tick down. But again, there was a lot of stability in the picture. And the, the big, one of the big questions was, why was the United States so very religious by comparison with other countries like the UK, uh, uh, even our neighbor Canada, uh, countries in Western Europe, uh, Japan, um, uh, Australia, and so on. And, uh, you know, one of the classic uh, uh, explanations was that was the United States did not have an established religion. We had a strong com competition in the religious realm. Um, Americans uh, believe in competition, generally believe competition is good. And those seem to be f pretty good explanations. 
uh, at least partial explanations. I th- still think there's some truth in those things. Today, when you look at the numbers in the United States, I think the argument about stability versus decline is pretty much over. Now, again, I can find elements of stability in the picture, and I wouldn't want to completely ignore them. But for the purposes of this conversation, most of the key indicators, the one the sort of classic indicators of, uh, of religiosity, levels of religiousness in the American public, are down. And they've been ticking down steadily. And, um, and so the share of Americans who identify with various religious groups is down. Christians, for example, still a majority of Americans, but down as a percentage of all Americans, and down in absolute numbers, even though the country has grown in size. So our population's growing, but the absolute number of Christians is almost certainly going down. Alan, will you put some real numbers on these things, like percentages or sure. or real numbers, so we understand what we're talking about? Yeah, sure, I can do that. So, um, you know, back in 2007, in in our religious landscape survey, we had about 78 percent of Americans identified as Christian. Uh, in 2014, we were at 70 percent. Uh, today, we're down around 65 percent. And, um, and the share of people who don't identify with any religious group has risen dramatically. So there's also been some rise, a small rise, in the numbers of people who identify with non-Christian traditions, largely because of immigration. So uh, shares of uh, Hindus, Buddhists, uh, so on, rising somewhat. But the big increase has been in the share of the religious nuns, those who don't identify with any religious group. And they've risen from uh, about 16% back in 2007. In 2014, they were about 23%. Today, they're about 26%. And one thing, Bill, uh, you know, people could get focused on these exact percentages. If you ask the question in a little bit different way, if you do a different kind of survey, you're going to come up with a different number. But I think the important thing for, for folks to realize is that any survey, set of surveys that asks a religious identification question in a consistent fashion, in a consistent way, consistent methods over time will have found this same trend. So it's not only rising in Pew numbers, it's rising in the general social survey, it's rising in the American national election surveys, it's rising in Gallup polls, it's rising in Washington Post, ABC polls, and so on and so on and so on. I could go through, I've looked at them all. Basically, everybody's finding the same trend. So what someone could argue with me, well, it's not 26% who don't identify with any religion, it's 28% or it's 24%. And it's not worth arguing over because that's, that's really not the point. The point is the trend. And the share of Christians is also down in everybody's trends. And I'll note that while the decline has been greater among mainline Protestants than among evangelical Protestants, contrary to uh, what you might hear sometimes, evangelical Protestants are also down as a share of the overall public. We're coming out with with a whole bunch of new numbers this very week. By the time this podcast come out, they'll they'll all be online at pewresearch.org. But it's down as our mainline Protestants, as our Catholics, uh, um, atheists and agnostics are up a little bit. The, the third group that's in the unaffiliated is people who don't identify with any religion, just kind of nothing in particular, and they're up rather dramatically. So here's the point. It's not only non-identification that's up. Um, also, 
uh, some of the standard measures that I alluded to earlier that 10 years ago looked pretty stable don't look stable anymore. So the share of Americans who say that religion is very important in their lives is declining. The share of Americans who say they attend religious services on a weekly basis or monthly basis is going down. The share who say they seldom or never attend is ticking up. Um, beliefs, standard measures of belief, belief in God, belief in heaven, belief in hell, so on and so forth. Almost all these things are ticking down. Now, they're still... What, what percentage of America has a belief in God? I always thought that number was about 85%. Is that about right still today, or is that down? It, it is down, and uh, one of the things that's down in particular is the share who say they believe in God with absolute certainty. Um, so... Um, Again, belief in God is an interesting one, and we've started to ask that question in a kind of a more complicated way. Uh, we not only ask whether people believe in God, but then we sort of have some follow-up questions, and we say, well, you told us you believe in God. What, what exactly do you mean by that? Are you thinking of a biblical kind of God, or do you just mean some higher power spiritual force in the universe? And we get some of the people who told us they believe in God and then who say, actually quite a few of them, who say, well, they don't, they don't really have in mind a biblical God. They may not be thinking of an old man in the sky with a white beard, but some kind of higher power spiritual force in the universe. And we do the same thing with the people who say they don't believe in God. And we ask them, well, when you say you don't believe in God, do you mean you don't believe in a kind of biblical God, or you don't believe in any higher power spiritual force in the universe? And so we, some of those people who then have told us they don't believe in God actually say, well, I meant by that, I didn't believe in a kind of biblical God. I don't have that image in mind, but I do think there's some higher power spiritual force in the universe. Again, what I'm going to say is the exact numbers that you'll get will depend on exactly how you ask the question and what kind of context exactly what you mean. But I think if you ask the question in the same way consistently over time, you're going to find that the share of Americans who say that they believe in God or believe in God with absolute certainty or believe in a biblical God or believe in any higher power spiritual force in the universe, these things are starting to tick down. In particular, the share who say that uh, they believe in God with absolute certainty has started to go down. So here's the, here's the big picture. We, I think while America still, by comparison with, with other advanced industrial nations, quite religious. Now, it's not as religious as countries like Pakistan or, in, or a bunch of countries in South Asia. It's not as religious as countries in sub-Saharan Africa or in the Middle East. So I, when you said right away, is it among the most religious countries in the world, again, using the same standard measures? No, there are more religious countries. But is it unusually religious by comparison with countries that are similar to us in, in our level of economic development? Yes, it still is. But religion is starting to be, in a way, in, at least by these standard conventional measures, now notably in decline in America. And here's, here's where the big question comes in. What's, what's this all about? And is this a matter of concern? And you know, I work at the Pew Research Center. We're a non-advocacy research center. It's not my job, my role in any way, shape, or form to argue that these things are good or bad, to, or to take normative positions. I, 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 I really try not to do that. But I do try to think about 
what the data tell us and why these things might be of concern or might not be of concern. So um, one of the things that I don't do in my line of work, but other people elsewhere uh, in, 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 in the United States, academics do study, is things like civic participation, volunteering, giving. Um, and those things are also starting to be down. Uh, and I, as I understand it, again, this is not my data, but as I read the data, um, giving and volunteering are particularly down, um, not so giving particularly down, not among the richest Americans, but among the middle class. And um, volunteering is starting to tick down. And um, trust in institutions, something we do measure at the Pew Research Center, trust in most institutions is, is down dramatically. Trust in the military is still very high, but uh, trust in all, most other major institutions in American life is is down. And so... Uh, there's a kind of an overall question. Is what's going on in religion sort of its own thing, or is it part of a broader phenomenon? If it's its own thing, if religious identification and belief and practice are down because of things like lack of trust in clergy because of clergy scandals, um, or one of the major theories in, in political science in, in this area and sociology of religion is known as the Hout-Fisher hypothesis. And it's after Mike Hout and Claude Fisher, uh, who wrote some seminal papers on this, arguing essentially that the rise of the nuns, the, the decline of institutional religion in America, is a political backlash that began in the late 80s, uh, a backlash against the entanglement of religion and politics, and particularly religion and conservative politics in the United States. And some people might even welcome that backlash. And certainly, while not taking any sort of position on it, I can say, look, if your view of this is that this is a political backlash or this is something that's a reaction to the failures of religious leaders, and if you are the kind of person who believes in religious competition, you can say, well, maybe it's even good. Maybe it's a wake-up sign to organize religion to do a better job. And, um, and that things will come right if organized religion does what it's supposed to do with, with greater efficacy, with greater integrity, and so on. And, um, and, and in a sense, nothing to worry about here. Maybe even a good thing. Again, a wake-up sign to institutional, to, to institutional a wake-up call to institutional religion. But there's an alternative view, and the alternative view uh, is, well, wait a minute, maybe this isn't just about religion. Maybe what's happening in religion is more of a symptom, a symptom of a broader uh, phenomenon in American society that uh, uh, sometimes goes by the name atomization. And you think about um, what's an atomizer. An atomizer is an old-fashioned perfume dispenser that, that, that uh, back in the day a woman might have on her dresser. And it was a bottle of liquid, and on top there was a kind of a bulb. And you squeeze the bulb, and it sucked, sucked some liquid in, and it blew the liquid out into tiny particles. This is before we had uh, pressurized spray bottles. And it, so an atomizer took a liquid and broke it up like tiny atoms into a thousand tiny, tiny individual droplets. And, you know, 
Um, one thing that could be happening in our society is that we are increasingly living atomized lives. So not only are people participating in religious organizations less than they used to, bricks and mortar um, uh, participation is down, but when was the last time you went to a, a benevolent paternal order of the Elks Lodge? You know, all of the traditional fraternal organizations are also in decline. And pretty much all of the kinds of bricks-and-mortar institutions that used to bring Americans physically together in for various kinds of civic participation are, are down. And as I alluded to earlier, again, it's not my data, so I'm not going to vouch for it, but by at least some accounts, volunteering is down, giving is down, Marriage, interestingly, is down and not so much because divorce is rising, and it, and but partly for two reasons, partly because people are getting married later and later, but also the really big share of people that's growing is the share who've never gotten married. Mm. And uh, so you begin to look at all these things and you, and you and you wonder, or I wonder to myself, well, Okay, I, I'm not making the argument that this is atomization. I don't really know. But if it is, if what's happening in religion is just part and parcel of this broader phenomenon in America, then, then maybe that really is of concern. Um, maybe that's not something that people should be so sanguine about and think, oh, this is just something that religious leaders can fix. So as I would sometimes say to, to, to a religious leader looking at our data— and trying to make sense of it. Think of yourself in one of two positions. Think of yourself, uh, imagine that you are the CEO of a business, let's say a steel business. And that business is, um, um, you know, kind of holding its own. It's not making much money, but it's not losing much money. It's kind of breaking even. And imagine that all the other um, uh, steel companies are making raking in money hand over fist. Then you would say to yourself as the CEO of that company, well, this is terrible because I'm just breaking even. My company's just breaking. All the others are making a lot of money. So I, I should be able to fix this, though, right? I should see what they're doing. I should figure this out. I can do better. That's one position to be in. That's a hard position to be in where everybody else is making money or not. But in some ways, it's better than being in the position when you're the CEO of the steel company and you're barely breaking even, but you look around and all the others are losing money hand over fist. And you say to yourself, wait a minute, I just don't know what more I can do. Uh, because maybe it's a systemic problem. Maybe it's a problem that's broader than just the steel industry, uh, um, whatever. And so, so the question for a religious leader, um, which I can't really answer, uh, but it's to think about which of those positions, or maybe it's some other position, that they're in. And surely there are ways that religious leaders, organizations, etc., I'm, I'm sure, can do better um, in various things, um, or they may think that they can do better um, um, and, and say to themselves they can do better. But, you know, all the major religious traditions in the United States face the same basic pattern, which is declining rates of retention by generation. Let me, let me break down what I mean by that in a data sense. Uh, we ask people what religion they were raised. 
We ask them what religion they're in today. We do this in survey after survey, large numbers of people. We can analyze this in a variety of different ways. Uh, but one of the things we basically see is that the share of older people who are still in the religion in which they were raised is higher in every religious group than the share of younger people. And it goes in a pretty steady fashion by generation. So if you look uh, at the share of older Catholics, old, older people who were raised as Catholic, more of them are still Catholics than younger people. And the same is true for evangelical Protestants. The same is true for mainline Protestants. The same is true for people who are in churches in the traditionally African-American Protestant tradition. The same is true for uh, Jews. same is true for even pretty much every religious group that's big enough for us to look at uh, in this way. The one exception is the unaffiliated, the nuns, if you consider them a religious group, and I'm going to call them a religious group, not, not, not you know, just in the sense because I'm analyzing people by religious identity and beliefs and practices. And uh, the, the retention rate of the nuns, if you will, is getting stronger, higher, while the retention rate of all the other groups by generation is declining. Now, to be sure, the overall retention rate of the unaffiliated is not actually that good in relative terms. It's not that high. So lots of people who were raised with no religion go on to take on a religion. There's still much, a lot of flux in American religion. However, the share of younger people who were raised with no religion, who still have no religion, is higher than the share of older people. Now, you might say, oh, well, that's, you know, as time goes on, they'll move away. And that could be. I, I don't have a crystal ball. But with all the other religious traditions, it works in the opposite direction. The retention rates, again, I'll just say this, the retention rates by generation of every major religious tradition in the United States are declining. They're declining by generation. And you can look at it not by generation, because this isn't just an artifact of what's the definition of a millennial versus Gen X versus a boomer and so on. You can look at it by 10-year birth cohorts. Um, you can look at it all different ways. These, these, when I try to give you these data, I'm not trying to focus on particular numbers and no arguable point estimates. I kind of want you to see the big picture. Um, and, and why I say that in, in some important ways, religion is in decline in the United States today. Well, you said something, uh, well, you said a lot, <laughs> and uh, it's a lot to process in my own head. But one thing that have you had a chance to look at, and that is with these nuns who are a growing uh, group and substantial, and you didn't say what percentage of America they are, but I'd, I'd be curious, uh, what happens to them when they get older? In other words, is it quite possible that, yes, they don't have religion, they have, a, but they have a belief in God or they have a belief in a higher power, but by the time they get to be 70 years old, they start thinking, scratching their heads, well, maybe, uh, maybe there's more to life uh, than what I've got left. Yeah, this is a great question, Bill. Uh, and we do have a lot of data on this. It's something I've looked at very carefully, um, my colleagues and I. 
so first of all, I'll give you a point estimate. Right now, um, as of 2018, 2019, and our combined data from telephone polls so that it's apples to oranges comparisons with the past, we're at about 26% of all U.S. adults over the age of of 18 are in this category of nuns, N-O-N-E-S. It's actually not a term I particularly like. I really prefer to use the term unaffiliated, but it's become common as in none, as in none of the above. And again, what that breaks down into is people who self-identify as atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular, those who don't identify with any religious group. And it's risen uh, uh, over the past approximately 10 years by about 10 percentage points in the general public. So it's been rising at a rate of about 1% per year. Uh, in absolute numbers, uh, we're we're in the range of 50 million or more nuns, uh, adults who are nuns in the United States, um, an increase of something like 30 million. Uh, it's really been a dramatic uh, increase in absolute numbers. Now, for sure, uh, one reason why I don't like the term nuns is that it could imply that these are people who have, quote, none, as in no religious beliefs, totally secular. And that's clearly not the case. Really, to find people who have no beliefs about the supernatural is quite rare, actually, in the world. And people who don't have any religion aren't necessarily without religious beliefs and practices. And in the United States, um, 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 a majority of the people who don't identify with any religion do tell us they believe in God. And uh, quite a few of them tell us they believe in heaven. Well, somewhat fewer say they believe in hell. Uh, if you get to things like, do they go to religious services? No, they, they, very few of them attend religious services on any regular basis. And the other thing that's interesting is that as the nuns have been growing, if anything, their levels of religious belief and practice have been declining. So they, the nuns today are less religious than they were a few years, as a whole, than they were a few years back. Now, you've asked, though, a really excellent question. And the question uh, boils down to uh, what sociologists refer to as a life cycle effect. As we get older and we go through various life passages, maybe we get married, we have kids, maybe we get sick at some point or have some, some physical disabilities or problems, we begin to contemplate our own mortality, we, uh, we, we, you know, we, we begin to realize, really realize none of us lasts forever, we begin to think about um, um, our legacies, we begin to think about a lot of things, and for a fair number of people, uh, there's a turn toward religion or more greater religion. And that's actually, that's documentable in, 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 in the data. So if I were to take, for example, uh, generational cohorts and track them over time in data from the General Social Survey, and I've done this, you can, I can show you these graphs, uh, you'll see that the share of people at, in, um, in each generation, especially as those generations get into middle age, um, be, the share who say that religion is important in their lives and the share who say they pray on a regular basis begins to rise. So the boomer generation, and I'm a boomer myself, um, kind of at the late end of the boomer generation, has, um, has become, uh, boomers on the whole, have become more religious in some ways as, as they've gotten older. 
Uh, I can't assume necessarily this is going to be true of every generation in every country in the world, not necessarily wholly universal, but it's a pretty common pattern. And I think it just makes sense. People see this, uh, it's intuitive. It's why you ask the question. I think many of us sense this about the people we know, and and if we're old enough, maybe even about ourselves in various ways. However, there is something that you might not guess Uh, And I can also show you this. Uh, If we take the general social survey, long-running, very high-quality social survey, and I'm using it rather than Pew Data because it goes all the way back to 1972, and our data starts much later. Uh, If you take the general social survey data and you look at, you break it by generation, and you follow the share of each generation that does not identify with any religion, that is the share within each generation that are nuns, and you watch that generation as it gets older, the interesting thing is that the share of nuns either remain stable or rises in each generation as it gets older. So in other words, yes, recent generations of Americans have become more religious in some ways as they've gotten older, but they haven't become more religiously affiliated. Now, it's possible that there's a a kind of a washing out that's going on. It's possible that in some ways, people are becoming more religious, but there's also what sociologists call a period effect, the whole society moving in a certain direction. In this case, maybe, maybe arguably, a kind of secularization trend. And it's, to some extent, um, overwhelming, washing out, um, counteracting the individual life cycle changes that we're undergoing so that when we look collectively at the data, we, we see that while, um, while a generation is, say, praying more, they're not becoming more religiously affiliated. Uh, the other thing that we see is that if we look at the overall American public, uh, the levels of religious belief and practice and identification are down as I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation. And down enough, and for enough years now, that I'm pretty confident this is not some sort of blip. I'm not going to say it's going to go on forever, but it's more than a blip. It's, It's a trend. And you see it not just in our data, but in other data. On the other hand, if you look just at the Americans who identify with a religious group, their levels of belief and practice are not so noticeably down. The overall decline is driven by the rise in the share who don't identify with any religion. So in other words, I'm not saying... So think of it this way. Take just Christians as a whole. It's a, two, it's a very big group, right? And almost, you know, um, almost unusably big in the sense we all know that we need to break Christians down into smaller groups to really kind of make... But just think for a moment about Christians as a whole. So Christians as a whole... Um, are about as religious as Christians as a whole were in the United States 10 years ago. But there are fewer of them. There are fewer of them not only in um, percentage terms, but in absolute numbers. While the share of nuns has increased, and the nuns are even less religious than they were 10 years ago. And that's what's pulling the country down. So, um, Or that's what's pulling down the 
pulling the country down. Boy, that's a misstatement. I shouldn't be that people could take that the wrong way. What I mean is it's pulling down the overall numbers for the U.S. adult public as a whole, making the whole public look less religious. When in fact, um, um, you know, and this is one reason why some religious leaders uh, might not really see these trends because their congregations, certainly in some parts of the country, uh, may be flourishing. And they're not seeing the people who – they don't see the people who leave and don't come back, mm-hmm. you know. And they do see the people who leave and come back, right? But they don't see the people who leave and never come back. Um, so, the, so the generational trends are very important. And if you think about this in generational terms, uh, you know, the share of nuns, as I said, overall in the U.S. public is now, um, you know, somewhere around a quarter, 26%. Among the millennial generation, it's, it's considerably higher. It's 35, 36%. Uh, we don't yet have enough people in what is now being called Gen Z, the generation that follows the millennial generation. That generation is just a few years into adulthood, so we'll be following that generation. And yes, it is certainly possible that that generation will be different. Maybe that generation will break the trends. Maybe that generation will start to come back to religion. Um, uh, Maybe that generation will be more religious. I'm not here with any kind of crystal ball. I can tell you again, though, Bill, that the, the, the pattern we've seen so far has been that each recent generation of Americans, as it has aged, has become less religiously affiliated or has remained stable at their level of affiliation Hasn't, they have not become more religiously affiliated as they have aged. So they have not, as a whole, come back. Our guest was the Director of Religion Research at the Pew Research Center in Washington, D.C. The conversation continues on our Facebook page, and we tweet at Beliefs Podcast. If you like our program, come review us on iTunes. Beliefs is brought to you with the support from the Bernard L. Schwartz Center for Media, Public Policy, and Education at the Graduate School of Education at Fordham University. This episode was made in collaboration with Fordham Center on Religion and Culture. Jay Woodward is our producer. The theme music is by Edward Billis. I'm Bill Baker, and thank you for listening.